Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's message, Pastor J.D. shares that one of the final pieces to the end times puzzle is the plan Satan has put in place to eliminate the human race. And as you'll hear, this plan is nothing new because Satan also tried this during the time of Noah until God brought the flood and saved mankind. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 11th, 2022. To those who haven't died or even won't die because of receiving this current injection, you can pray and thank God for His grace and His mercy, because of His infinite love for you. It is the grace of God and the mercy of God. And if you're not born again, by the way, we're going to be talking about this in 2 Peter today. It is really powerful. It's really an explanation of what it means to be born again. But if you're not born again, This is God's grace because God is sovereign in His patience and long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but come to repentance. Now, by way of a preface to this second thought, let me say that I in no way have all of this figured out. I hope I don't come off like that. I will never have all the answers, but what I do have is what you too have, which is the Word of God and the God of the Word to know and understand how prophecy will be fulfilled in the end. Do you realize this is why we have prophecy in our Bibles? God wants us to know. He doesn't want us to be ignorant about Bible prophecy. He wants us to know about Bible prophecy. He wants us to be informed about Bible prophecy. So with that preface, let me say secondly, those who have not died may still die. Which is why it's of paramount importance, if you're not saved, to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ now. Now. Well, what if you are saved? Okay, Matthew 10, verse 28. Listen to what Jesus said. He says, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And we just got done reading about hell being forever and ever in Revelation 14. Uh, Before we move on, I just want to share this. I know that many of you, like me, have known people 
that received this injection and died. I know dear friends, pastor friends, who received the injection and died as a direct result of the injection. And they're absent from the body, and now they're present with the Lord. And yes, it's sad, but it does not even come close to comparing how tragic it will be for those who don't know Jesus Christ. Because that means it's not just your body that's being killed, but your soul will spend eternity in hell. This is not a life and death thing. This is an eternal life and eternal death thing. Now let's get back to the matter at hand concerning the DNA piece to this puzzle and how it fits when it goes from killing to also damning the population. Keep in mind that killing the population is just one piece of the puzzle, but the ultimate and final piece of the puzzle is not just killing, but damning. That's again the end game. We can only speculate and estimate in how we delineate the total number of people who will die and from what they die of based on the Revelation prophecies. I mean, we can speculate maybe there's still three billion people, four billion people, once you get into the tribulation. Also factor in with an eight billion population, just rounded off, which it is now approximately, but how many people are going to be taken up in the rapture pre-tribulation? So what does that eight billion become? And then we just went through this whole chronology of how many deaths there are going to be, and by the time you get to the end of that thing, how many people are actually left? This is why in the seven-year tribulation, when this final peace is put in place, it will fulfill prophecy by dooming a genetically altered humankind as it was in the days of Noah. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so too will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And he goes on to sort of specify what it was like in the days of Noah. The evil, the wickedness, the damnation on those people. And Jesus is saying that what it was like in the days of Noah, that's what it's going to be like when I return. That's what it's going to be like when, like Enoch, you are taken up and there no more. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and it's going to be just like that. Well, if you want to get even more specific, you need but do a study. And boy, I tell you again, it's, it's crucial, which is why it's so controversial. But you have to understand Genesis 6. That is the key to understanding what Jesus said when He said that it will be like it was in the days of Noah. It was a genetically altered human because of the Nephilim. And they were no longer genetically human. Now, if you'll kindly allow me to, I'd like to 
quote from the transcript of a YouTube video from End Times Productions. Quoting, Our genomes have degenerated over time due to destructive mutations the further we get away from Adam. We're still humans, obviously. We're just really damaged humans. Adam was created perfectly in that his genetic architecture was impeccable. There was not a single error in his genetic code. He was exactly and precisely crafted to be human without defect. However, the amount of genetic mutations that are passing down through the generations are causing more hereditary genetic defects than our ancestors, and it's leading to an explosion of genetic diseases, most notably cancer. Let me, I'm not quoting, I just want to mention this again parenthetically. Have you been reading the same reports that I've been reading about the explosion in cancer since this injection was released? Rare cancer. Again, it's a, anyway, I'm going to quote again. Cancer is fundamentally the result of a mutation in a gene. The fundamental problem is that we are devolving. We're experiencing a drastic genetic decline that is now accelerating because of all the mutagens that we're being exposed to in our environment. Again, land, air, and sea. So the trajectory of genetic degeneration, which is a downward trajectory, is coalescing with the upward trajectory of transhumanism. Now listen to this. They're going to have to incorporate technology into biology in order to move into the future. And it's no coincidence that the decline of the human is happening at the end of the age. I want to set this up before I finish uh, quoting this. Um, you know that Satan knows Bible prophecy better than you and I ever will, right? Uh, he knows how it ends too. He also, very intelligent, he knows about the human genome. Uh, nothing new under the sun, as it were. He's just kind of repackaging uh, what he did in Genesis 6, only he's using modern day technology to accomplish the same thing. Because ultimately his goal is the damnation of mankind. So how's he going to do it? Well, let's alter the human DNA, and then they're no longer human, and as such they're no longer redeemable. Now, let me get back to the quote. This is very, very interesting and important. The Son of God according to the Scriptures, became a man to redeem, reconcile, and restore mankind, but he had to become a man in order to do it. You had to be a kinsman redeemer. And that's why the Old Testament book of Ruth lays out this idea. For those of you that were with us when we had our verse-by-verse -verse study through Ruth, 
The typology is off the charts. The kinsman redeemer, Boaz, a picture of our kinsman redeemer, Jesus the Christ. Kinsman. You have to be in my family, a kinsman redeemer. You have to be one of me. (laughs) Let me try that again. You have to be a human to redeem human as the kinsman redeemer. You have to be of the same bloodline, if you will. So he goes on quoting, he, speaking of Jesus, had to become one of us to redeem us. Salvation in our kinsman redeemer had one stipulation. You must be human for salvation in Christ. Now do you think Satan knows that? So if they're not human, then they they can't be saved. Exactly. Exactly. One more thing on this, and it has to do with why I chose this screenshot. You'll notice the highlighted area of trisomy 18. As many of you know, our daughter Noelle died, having been diagnosed with trisomy 18, which is a third copy of the number 18 chromosome. Uh, When we met with a geneticist, we were provided with a detailed explanation of Noel's genome and why trisomy 18 is deemed, quote, incompatible with life in the medical field. I'll never forget when they used that phrase. It's still burned indelibly on my mind and my heart. Incompatible with life. Translated, your daughter will die. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And that's if she survives the birth, which she did by the grace of God. We were able to resuscitate her. She required round-the-clock care. My wife and I slept in shifts to take care of her. But And we knew it was just going to be a matter of time. And this because of her anomaly in her DNA, which DNA is the human code. So if there's an error in that code, like a computer error, when your your hard drive gets corrupted, you have to overwrite it with a new code. If a file gets corrupted, well her DNA code had been, there was an error in the code. It shouldn't have that third copy of that number 18 chromosome. So her genome being corrupted with this error, eventually led to pneumonia. And it resulted in her death when she came into contact with a common cold virus, also known as a coronavirus. Her immune system was rendered inoperative by virtue of her genome being so damaged which ultimately led to her death back in May of 2006. On December 28th, coming up, she will have been 17 years old. For me personally, this finally made sense as I understood how this missing piece will ultimately be put in its proper prophetic place, exactly as God's Word said it would. I can now see how 
the world will go from the injection damaging and even killing humans to the Revelation 14 prophecy of the injection becoming the mark of the beast to alter and damn humans, according to that prophecy in Revelation 14. I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but this is how it ends. This is when it ends. This is the way it ends. Period. And Bible prophecy provides us with this end game, so we'll not only know we're at the end, but more importantly, we'll also get right with the Lord, so we're ready for the Lord. And the only way to get right with Jesus and be ready for Jesus is to believe in Jesus, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And this by way of the good news or the gospel of Jesus Christ that can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses. What is the gospel? Oh, good news, your debt has been paid, you're free to go. Because Jesus came and He died for you instead of you. He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day soon and very soon. Good news. That's the gospel. Very simple. Also, (laughs) a simple childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. We do this only because it's just a simple way to explain to somebody how to be saved. The A is for admit or acknowledge. When you come to that place that you realize that you're a sinner, it's then that you realize your need for the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why, it's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now Romans 6.23 starts off with the bad news first, which has merit by the way, Because when you take people to the law and they see themselves reflected in the mirror of God's perfect law, they see themselves as God sees them, a lawbreaker. They've transgressed, they've sinned. Because this is God's perfect standard of righteousness. How do you measure up? Well, I I blew it, all ten of them. Actually, I I can add a few more if you want. (laughs) Um, I'm a sinner. And so then when I realize that I'm a sinner, and the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23, then the Holy Spirit comes and takes me to the Savior. Why? Because the Savior has a gift that He purchased and paid for in full on that cross. And the gift is eternal life in Christ. That's what the gift is. So the penalty, the wages, is death, the wages of sin. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B, and this is central, by the way. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. This means you put your trust in Him. You believe on Him. For God so loved the world 
that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would but believe, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That's definite. (laughs) There's no tentative anything about that. No, you will be saved. And then lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And by the way, speaking of damnation and salvation, every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess with their mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord. However, big distinction between the two. The confessing with your mouth, believing in, and acknowledging that Jesus is Lord now is for salvation. But there is coming a time when it will be too late and your knee will bow and your tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, but it will be for damnation. That's heavy, isn't it? It should be. It should be. Romans 10.13 lastly says, All who call upon the name of the Lord, and here it is again, very definite, will be saved. I implore you, please, 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 if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord, do it today. Today is the day of salvation. Please, I'm, I'm pleading with you, I implore you, do not put off or delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Today, call upon Him. God, you're just so good. We are just in awe of you, God. Who is like unto you, O Lord? There is none. There is none. Lord, I know that we covered some very detailed information and complex in a way, but you, O Lord, by the Holy Spirit can give us understanding. And that's what we're going to ask you for. Lord, we're seeing all the pieces now fitting into place exactly as you said they would. And so, Lord, for us, those of us that have been walking with you and know you and are so ready for you to come, this is very encouraging and very exciting because we know how close we are. But for those who do not, this can be terrifying and rightfully so. And so, Lord, I pray that if there's anyone who is just terrified by what we looked at today, that it would have the much-needed effect of bringing them to you so they can settle that today and change everything. And instead of having it be terrifying, they too can have it be exciting, knowing that your return for us in the rapture can happen at any time. Oh, Lord, come quickly, Maranatha, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.